Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. Today, we're talking about being tired of everything and everyone. Sounds pretty positive. Uh, no, but before we get into that, don't worry, we'll turn it around, guys. At the end of every episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This week's mission, or rather last week's mission, was to identify an opportunity to use positive reinforcement for yourself or someone else. So Brianna, how did that go for you? It was a wonderful week to practice. Um, I... Uh, yeah, I think it went fine. I had opportunities this week where um, I just felt very challenged, uh, I'll say, <laughs> as we'll get into a little bit, uh, just feeling very challenged with the uh, say the world, kind of where I'm at, all of it. And I just had to keep telling myself um, this won't last, which I don't know if that's super positive, but for me, it was very much the you got this, um, you know, like, this is just a, I'm in a space of transition and transition is uncomfortable. And I just kept telling myself, um, this won't last. You got this. You got this. You can stick it out. Uh, so I'll say it didn't feel great, uh, but it went well, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, that's really, okay. So I've got to say, this is one of the few, usually when we get together every Saturday, we're both at the exact same, we're at the exact same point. And, and te te technically, I'm usually the ones that like has a, um, the results of my missions are a little less um, ecstatic. But I've got to say this particular mission, one, uh, you're a genius, because when you said when you want to reinforce behavior, and you have a reward, you say, mm -hmm. usually, I can't stop myself from like a re rebellion in me just gets the reward now. Well, uh, I mentioned I might want to reward myself for doing all my words with getting a new iPad to help with my workflow issues with my hands. Long story long, or, of course, I uh, it was great. It was great motivation for two days where I decided, yeah, instead of a month's worth and while I finish this book, I think I should just get this now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went out, I got the new iPad. Um, I do a lot of dictation, but dictation has a great deal of errors. And uh, the new features on the iPad Scribble allows you to use the Apple Pencil in order to essentially handwrite corrections and have them fall into type. And it actually works in the program that I work in, which is Scrivener, which syncs to all of my other computers. And so I went out and I bought it and I've been more productive and um, I would consider myself positively reinforced. I've also been continuing. We did the positive self-talk episode where there was a lot of um, opportunity, let's say, for me to reinforce trying to say positive things uh, mm -hmm. instead of saying, the one that I picked was, I sometimes don't feel particularly good looking. I will say I feel fat-faced and ugly is, I think, the exact phrase that I used in that podcast. And it it succinctly tells me who I am and what I am. And I have added into my YAP app, Y-A-P-P, -P, if anybody wants it, it's free, to randomly tell me... Um, Things like win the moment, win the day, and you can do hard things. I'm not afraid to be uncomfortable. And now, Brianna, you are beautiful. And I will say, uh, one, it makes me laugh because I'm like, is this what it's come to, middle-aged woman? Um, and two, it's I'm, I'm determined. I told you, I pledged that I was going to uh, basically brainwash myself into just believing I'm beautiful because everybody is beautiful. And I count as somebody who's everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I'm part of the everybody universe. And it's been working. I've noticed when you, and I've also, every time I get something done on my list of things to do, and I have like small, meaningful goals, I've been giving myself the yes, like a little bit of a fist bump and looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you are beautiful and fighting that urge to say, oh, but you could have done more words. It's like, nope, you checked off everything on the list. You could have done more, but you can always do more. You're going to be proud of what you did and just kind of constantly doing that. And as a result, I had a, I would say I had a really great week. I feel very energized. Mm -hmm. And I'm um, still, as I mentioned before, riding my iPad purchase high. Yep. I love it. That's so great. And I know when we talked about it before, that was very energizing to hear. <laughs> I said and I almost, oh boy, I almost feel bad then segueing into our topic for this. <laughs> 
which is uh, this week. We're talking, we're asking, uh, <laughs> are you tired of everything and everyone? <laughs> um, Christy, when I ask that question, what does that mean to you? Listen, this is the Positive View podcast, but we're not the Pollyanna Positive View people, right? So we're going to meet ourselves where we're at. And I've got to tell you, out of the two of us, usually this is my um, topic, right? Like, I, I feel like I've... Um, I have a lot of opportunities in this arena. It's just weird that this topic hits on the week that I'm having a great week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, when I think of tired of everything and everyone, I think of one low energy and uh, I'm over it. Like when I think I'm tired of everyone and everything or everything and everyone, say it however you like, uh, it's me just literally exhausted by people and circumstances. And it feels like every time I try to do something, even just simple, like you think, okay, you know what? I told you about that Coke story, right? I used to be obsessed with diet soda and just soda in general. I think I switched to diet soda at some point, you know, because of the amount of big gulps I was consuming. I was having a terrible day and I just thought, okay, if I could just get this 7-Eleven big gulp. This is before I started double big gulping. This is just a regular big gulp. I go there with my sister. I'm having a horrible day, but we're going to turn it around with this soda, Brianna. And I literally got the soda, sat down in the car. And um, before we even pulled out of the spot, the bottom fell out of my diet Coke <laughs> or my Coke. And I got wet all the way, like just soaked to the crotch, right? Just mm -hmm. completely underwear soaked with the soda that I was kind of hanging all my happiness on. And mm -hmm. to me, when I'm tired of everything, I mean, actually that was so terrible. It made me laugh. But to me, when I'm tired <laughs> of everything and everyone, it's that feeling that no matter which way I turn, um, figuratively or literally, you know, cause we had, we had talked about traffic. I'll let you talk about your traffic if you want to. It, nothing seems to be working and I'm trying to do stuff and I'm just hitting brick wall after brick wall after brick wall and nobody's helping. And even the people who are trying to help, it's almost more exhausting. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I feel like I felt like, well, we talked about it, right? I was like, I almost feel like I need to put a spoiler, like a spoiler <laughs> alert or some sort of warning at the top of this episode. Um, but I do appreciate, you know, you're just reminding me that even from the beginning of this, we've said we're not Pollyanning our way through this. We're not covering it up. We're not pretending like when things are tough that they're not. Um, and I think that's where I'm at right now. And I will say that, you know, I really appreciate when this happens for me that, you know, we can actually talk it out and I can actually go there, so to speak, and just really talk about what the challenges are. And I think I, I'm grateful for being able to do this episode because one, if there are other people out there who like, yes, I'm tired of everything and everyone too, or like, I don't know what, what, what do I do when that comes? You know, maybe they're not even there, but you know, it, it might happen uh, for them sometime in the future. I think the biggest thing is um, wanting to be really honest, like this positivity thing, um, this positive perspective or this positive view. It is my overall way of kind of walking through the world, but that doesn't mean then that challenges aren't coming and that I have to like work on it. So I'm in a space where I guess I have to work on it, but um, I really... I really think that um, it's helpful to talk about it when you're in these kind of spaces because it's important to identify, for me, it's important to identify, well, what is it that I'm tired of or what is it that's challenging me right now or like challenging my positivity or um, I don't know, I'll, I'll stick with that. What is it that's challenging that because it's the way then that I'm going to be able to you know, find a way to work through it. And I know we talked at the beginning of this episode, like I could just, um, what do we call it? I could toxic positivity my way out of it and be like, everything's fine. Or you mean to toxic positive yourself right into it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. what I think that leads to. Right. I could do that and kind of cover it up and not really look for or identify what's really going on. Um, and that might work for a little bit, but eventually that thing is still going to be there. It's still going to be annoying and I still will not have dealt with it. Um, and my experience has been, as you pointed out, if I don't work through it, if I don't figure it out, then yes, I might 
be able to ignore it or avoid it for a little bit, but it's eventually going to come back and it's going to be worse than ever. So when you talk about, you know, tired of everything and everyone, and that usually means kind of low energy, low mood, then it's like 10 times worse. And I will say, you know, not full disclosure, I think right now I'm just in a place where I'm really frustrated with uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a jerk. So sorry, everybody. Um, I'm just really frustrated feeling like I've spent about a almost two years, about a good year and a half trying to do the right thing over and over and over again. But there are other folks out in the world who just aren't. And that's not a judgment. We all get to make our own choices. But it's just really frustrating to feel like, you know, you're trying to do the right thing and things don't feel like they're getting better. And I had a situation today um, where I'm driving and (laughs) I'm driving uh, in our little kind of downtown area. It's kind of small and you got to go slow and there's pedestrians and whatever. Coming down the road, coming up on a crosswalk, but like there's nobody in it. And I'm like on top of the crosswalk and a guy just walks out in the street, like in front of me, like So I slam on the brakes and I do my sort of like, you know, you lift your hand up like, what are you doing? And he laid into me just yelling at me like, this is a crosswalk. Pedestrians have the right of way. And I'm like, yeah, but like, this is a shared responsibility, dude. I mean, I didn't say this to him, but like you can't just walk in front of a moving car. <laughs> you have to make sure the person has seen you. He, It doesn't matter. I almost hit someone. It scared me. And then I was mad like that he j- just not even taking responsibility. And it just felt like kind of a culmination of I'm just tired of everything and everyone. <laughs> so... I might have flipped him the bird. Full disclosure, everybody. Not ho- I am not holding it back um, because I was angry. I was really, really angry. And that's where I'm at right now. When I say I'm tired of everything and everyone, I am frustrated and angry that I am still feeling like I have to be stuck in my home, that I really can't get out and do a lot of things, that I... Uh, I am frustrated and angry that my coworkers who are on the front lines and trying to take care of people are doing it under incredibly challenging circumstances and prolonged for like a year and a half. And there doesn't really seem to be like an end in sight. And maybe that's me being a little... I'll say dramatic or not being positive, (laughs) but that's what it feels like. And, you know, when you sit in a building where you hear what we call, you know, the rapid responses or the codes when something is going wrong and you just keep hearing that like several in a day. And yes, not all of them are related to COVID and the pandemic, but a lot of them are. And you're just like, oh my gosh, when is it going to be done? Um, And I get it. COVID's not going anywhere. And I didn't really mean to take it here, but I'm frustrated and I am angry. And I feel like, um, I felt like today was just the day where like, I'm just, I'm just tired. (laughs) I am just tired and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm coming here and I'm talking about it with you and our, and our wonderful listeners who I hope I have not alienated totally. (laughs) I'm really glad you shared where you're at because I think the hope behind acknowledging that there are times when we feel tired of everything and everyone is that denial of what is true, what we're feeling doesn't, in my opinion, rarely leads to a more positive outlook. Sometimes there are feelings like I, I do believe that for people in the healthcare industry, it's not uh, an opinion. I think for a year and a half, they're dealing with an extraordinarily contagious and deadly disease and that it has been wearing on everyone. I don't think that that is just a feeling. I think that's a fact of what is actually happening or what people I know in the industry seem to 
you know, seem to say with pretty universal <laughs> opinions that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be frustrating and it's got to be, uh, it doesn't have to be, but I mean, it's understandably frustrating and exhausting, frankly, that's a lot of work. Um, and not, and a lot of the outcomes are less than positive. And I think it's important to not be toxically positive about, well, then just figure out what you can do. It's no, some days you're tired. Sometimes you are tired of everything and everyone. And I think the hope behind looking at it is to one, acknowledge that it's happening and to talk it over and see what can happen. Um, I think the problem that sometimes people have when they're taking a path of being a positive person is they're worried about bringing people down. Sometimes that's why I don't want to talk about things. Sometimes I worry that um, if I start that I won't be able to sort of like, I'll go down the dark side and I won't be able to switch back later. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I've always found that when I've stuffed my feelings to avoid uncomfortable truth and the truth only has to be truth for me, I don't need to prove to anyone to justify my feelings as being real and valid. They are real and valid by, by the example that I am truly feeling them. It doesn't matter if other people don't understand. It doesn't even matter. I don't need your agreement to acknowledge my own pain. I don't need anyone's agreement for that. Um, But I will say that sometimes I'm reluctant to talk about it because I feel, I sometimes I feel a little bit ashamed Mm -hmm. of myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm, so a lot of people want to use the phrase wallowing in self-pity, but I don't, I think there is a very big difference between venting and discussing dealing with hardship and wallowing. And I feel like the subtle difference is one, you need to get it out uh, so that it doesn't fester and bring you down for even what I think could be longer uh, and when I'm just uh, wallowing in self-pity, it's sort of, um, it ha- it, it, it's got that quicksand feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like one is me um, sort of creating my own quicksand and then choosing to sort of swim around in there, hoping somebody feels something. The other is very much a, this is where I am. Um, and I almost feel more afraid to reach out for help when I'm truly feeling it. It's a really weird, contrary feeling. And I think a lot of people are afraid. Uh, there's some people that are really good at it. And I think the people who are really good at it that are actually, uh, that make it look like they're miserable all the time, scare the rest of us off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it's an asset of theirs that they vent those things. But I just... I don't, I think it'd be a very tricky thing for people to talk about. And I just really wanted us to do this podcast because there are things that we can do, but I think step one is to acknowledge that it's truly happening. And step two is to deal with it as if it's real, because it is real, regardless as to whether or not anybody sees it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, you know, I appreciate hearing that. And again, we'll say, I appreciate the, you know, the openness um, that you have when I need to, you know, when I'm in these kinds of, uh, I don't know, mindsets, I guess, moods. You mean the two times in the 20 years I've known you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy. Um, but I think it's important to, um, I mean, I, I, I appreciate hearing you say, and I do think it's important that you shared that, that it is, those are your feelings and those are your emotions and that's what's happening to you. And I very much identify with that sense of being afraid when you're in, when I'm in this kind of space to reach out and in, and in part, (laughs) It is because I don't want to be that person that you kind of gave the example of. But I also like I don't I don't I want to work through what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to talk about it and talk it through. And sometimes people just either can't or just aren't able or not willing to do that with you. So you do have to find kind of that safe person and someone who's going to, you know, be willing to give you that time and space. But I think a lot of times I know for me personally, I'm just afraid of, I tend to be a little bit afraid of my anger and frustration because I feel like, you know, if I let it out, it's going to be like some kind of monstrous 
sort of blowout or blow up that's going to hurt people's feelings and whatever, which I don't know why, because that's never actually happened. But that's a little bit of what I, why I keep these generally, usually kind of keep these things inside. But then also, I don't want to be the re- reason someone else's comes down. Like, I don't want to be the reason someone else goes negative. And I think the difference is or the difference between kind of where I'm at right now, and I'm sorry if I am bringing somebody, you know, people down, but I think the difference is um, it's how I'm feeling. And I know it's not going to last. I'm talking about it so that it doesn't take over. I'm talking about it. I'm, you know, you and I have talked about it, sharing, um, because I know that this isn't how I want to feel. I don't want to stay in this place. I want to figure out what's going on and I want to work through it. And then I want to, you know, move forward, I guess. Um, So I guess I'm just appreciative for having the outlet to be able to talk about these things and share safely uh, and in a way that isn't trying to uh, toxic positivity me (laughs) uh, better, like, just don't worry about it. Um, or like it's, it's temporary, which I know it is, but like, I don't need to hear that right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate just hearing that it's okay to be in this space right now. And even now just talking about it, I feel so much better (laughs) than I did when we first started talking. Um, and hopefully I haven't made you feel worse. <laughs> no, I still, I've still got that iPad high. You know what I mean? I just, I got new tech. It's literally a yard away from me. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I can use it anytime I want now. I'm going to ride a train and write it with this iPad. Like my brain is like, just. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I love that you bring it up. Cause I do think the, some of the things that makes it hard when you're, when you're feeling really just fed up with everything, frankly, is that uh, there's this pressure that we all have in ourselves, that we've got to be where we're not. And I want to say, first of all, I think one of the most positive views that you can have is wherever you are is all right. Mm. Wherever you are, wherever you're at is where you're supposed to be. There is, it. people are, and by people, I mean me sometimes. But I don't think it's uncommon, an uncommon feeling. Uh, there's these feelings that we label as negative, and there's these feelings that we label as positive. And, um, you know, it's fun to label things, especially if you have an nifty label or whatnot. But actually, feelings are feelings. And, um, yeah, maybe you call them positive, maybe you call them negative, but one isn't inherently better than the other. Blue isn't better than red. Black isn't better than white. White isn't better than, you know, it's none of that mm-hmm. stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it is what it is and what it is is okay and i think it's a really important tool like step one is be okay with not being perfectly okay like it's okay to be not okay it's okay to be sick and tired of everything it's okay to be angry it's okay to be wherever you're at you're fine and then step two is okay like okay what is it that's bugging me what makes today different what's changed and uh, there can be a lot of factors that are rolled up into one. One of the things that I think is really important, and it's a trap that I've fallen into, sometimes I'm feeling bad and I create a story to explain mm-hmm. it away because we all want reasons. Mm-hmm. And I become inadvertently married to that story. And what I found is a lot of times my brain will pick an impossible story that is unsolvable to justify because I can't possibly feel this sad over. And I've got to tell you, sometimes when I've really peeled back the layers, sometimes I've been sad over something someone said to me. Hmm. Uh, I remember distinctly, I was out with a friend and I was, at the time I was really excited because I'd gotten a job working at a parking lot. Um Because I could write books while I was getting paid and it was overnight, you know, because like, I'm a night person and I always worried about waking up my guy. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, just petering around the house you know what I mean? at like 4 a.m. And it's just like, wait, not only do I have some place to go at 11 p.m., right? But they're paying me to be here. It has internet. 
like this is the job I've always wanted. Like I, I would still be there if they didn't put in a machine. And I wrote three novels in that booth and I was so excited. I felt like I'd solved life, Brianna. And, um, I was talking to my friend and her husband who wasn't really actually engaged in our conversation. He was talking to someone else that he never fully introduced me to, like having his own conversation when I'd driven an hour to get to see them. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, you know, making a lot of money with my thank you site. And I was sure, you know, and then that business kind of got lower and lower. And I was sure I was going to do very well online. And I still am sure. Uh, all he did was jump into our conversation to say, um, I thought you're going to make all this money on the internet and then go right back into his conversation. And it was so cutting and so rude to me that um, it bothered me for weeks, but actually instead I told myself a wholly different story mm-hmm. about how I was frustrated with um, not being able to, you know, uh, you know, cause I have health issues. So a lot of times the pain of like, you know, not being able to uh, type like I used to. And, you know, there isn't as much I can do about that. Uh, and so I kind of put it all on that. And after I kind of unraveled a few things, I realized, oh, wait, it wasn't, it wasn't that actually. It was that one comment. Um, and I, I just felt really betrayed and really belittled. And I felt really small um, about something that to this day, and by the way, I won team member of the month. And technically speaking, I didn't even work at that hotel. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the district manager of parking lot people or the West Coast whatever guy called me personally <laughs> to congratulate me on my, yes, yes, I was a middle-aged woman wearing a name tag. People are going to say things about that. But actually, I, I like that job and I like being good at it. I love it. I, yeah, I mean, I, of course, identify with, uh, this, you know, that idea that we, not idea, that we, something will happen, we hear something, um, and then we have a story about it. And sometimes the story is accurate, and sometimes it's not, and sometimes it's just sort of accurate. Um, and I feel like, you know, one of the things, one of the ways I know that I'm, <laughs> I just love this phrase. One of the ways I know I'm tired of everything and everyone is I become very judgmental. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that's I, my favorite. I love that. Yeah. And I, I just start, I mean, I just start judgy, judgy, judgerson everywhere and all over everyone. And I know that that's part of what happened to me today. The situation with the, uh, um, the situation today was not just, you know, I was scared. I almost hit someone. And so I know that part of it is I was really afraid afraid for him I was afraid for me um and then I was mad uh and then I you know kind of started telling myself a story about this guy which uh bloomed I guess into a story about (laughs) the state of the world and uh from there it was off to the races of just being sick and tired of all of it right um So again, how helpful it is to be able to talk this over, but talk this out rather. Um, I know that when that happens, that it's not just about that event. It's not just about, um, you know, kind of what's even going on with me. There's a story there that started to take hold and I have to just figure out Okay, what, and most of the time there's some truth to it, right? I am yes. angry and frustrated. Some of that is, some of that is, you know, because of what is really happening and going on with me right now. And some of it, I'll be honest, is the story I'm telling myself about that, right? Like the extra sauce <laughs> that I'm putting on it. And I feel like, I now being able to identify that um, now at least I have a way to or or I have um, sort of illuminated the path to being able to figure out what to do next because I know I knew even coming into this episode even starting our pre-show conversation I knew that the space is not where I'm gonna stay um, but I but I I was there and I wanted to 
honor that. And I'll probably kind of be sick and tired for a couple of days, <laughs> you know, my 36 to 48 hour situation. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be okay with that. I'm just going to let it go and experience it and try to be as open about how I'm feeling and what's coming and then work through it the best that I can. This conversation, our pre-show conversation, um, whatever else I happen to get through this week um, in effort to come back to that more positive and um, <laughs> less less tired of everything space. Yes, I totally know what you mean. And I sometimes I think it's an accumulation of things. Like ordinarily, I'd be able to deal with this, right? But mm -hmm. because I have this, plus this, plus this, plus this, and then finally, it's one little tiny um, incident that sort of mm -hmm. just tips everything over. You know what I mean? The straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And I feel like the benefit of acknowledging where we're at is a lot of times if I ignore the feeling tired and the feeling just short-tempered and frustrated and all of those things, and I don't address it and I don't look at my life and figure out why is it that I feel like I'm just hitting red light after red light and, you know, just, just, just chaos and things. If I don't address it, a part of me will just become really despondent and I'll fall mm -hmm. into a really like a pit of despair. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like a really dark place. And sometimes people call it something like burnout where you just completely burn out and then you don't have any energy left. So I think it's important to not ignore these things. It's like walking on a sprained ankle. It could go from a sprain mm -hmm. into something more serious if not addressed. So the second I find myself telling myself a lot of stories, uh, being really short-tempered with people. There's something going on. And I find it no strange coincidence. The places to look are always look at your relationships, look at your health, look at your sleeping patterns, look at your food, look at your environment, look at your job. And sometimes you'll have something in every single one of those arenas. And I think it's important when you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm tired of everything. The, 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 the thing for it is rest, but it's not always just sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes rest is doing something that energizes you. And for some people, now there are two types of vacationers I've heard. There's the people who are high relaxation and then there's the people who are high adventure. Now mm -hmm. for me, my rest looks very restful. My, my vacations are my sister is the have an itinerary on vacation. I'm like, why are you turning my vacation into work? What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even do that much when I'm working. Like I don't like I like to stay, I like to go to Vegas because for me, it's all of the fun of being on a cruise without being trapped at sea. Like I just <laughs> love the idea that, oh, did I park my car? Am I not going to see the sun for 32 hours, 550? You know, am I going to just walk from diner to weird other air conditioned thing? Like in this alternate reality where math is cool, like that's fine. <laughs> like it's a whole town <laughs> run on math and they've made it cool. I'm in and there's food and there's... Um, things open really late at night and because they're guarding all the money, now the area is safe at 3 a.m. because nobody knows what time it is. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a town built for me. I mean, inside the casino. The rest of the town, I'm, I don't really have any interest in whatsoever. Like, I don't feel like, I don't, I went to the Pawn Stars thing and I'm like, this, 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 first of all, this shop is smaller than I thought. And second of all, this is depressing. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is not fun at all. I'm sorry. Can I go back to the fake Paris roller coaster or whatever it is that they've got going on here? Because none of this stuff is real. Um, <laughs> but but my point being, you've when you're sick and tired of everything, you've got to look at something that is going to energize you. And um and it's gotta be like it it's it could be something as fun as I'm going off my diet, or it could be something like I'm buying an iPad, or it could be something like I'm planning an adventure. If you're, or if you're me, I am just not going to answer my phone for three days and I am going to binge watch this show. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've already been watching TV, you got to switch it up. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm so sick and tired of things, Brianna. The idea that I have to come up with something energizing is just like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? And that's when I need it the most. 
I know. Oh, I'm sick and tired boy. of even trying to entertain myself. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I mean, I can absolutely uh, identify with that, especially now. I think we talked about it a little bit, and we've talked about it in other episodes. Um, the challenge of this year is just um, not being, for me, is not being able to go anywhere, really. I mean, I I go to work. Um, now I can start to see people, but really, like, um, have not yet felt comfortable doing any kind of major travel. And travel, I didn't realize how big of a deal it is. So when you're talking about switching it up, you know, there is that feeling of, like, I just need to get somewhere. I just need to get somewhere <laughs> that's not here and I don't know if it's you know I truly don't know if it's safe to do that yet but um, I think it's very helpful to think about well maybe what I can do is just plan my you know plan that adventure so that when the time comes I'm just ready to go and I don't have to plan a lot of things because I know where I'm going or I know where I want to go rather or I know what I want to do and I can just go when I feel it's safe and when I'm ready for it. And I'll be honest, I mean, I can hear it, you know, as I'm talking about it, I know that um, I'm probably being, or not probably, that I may be being overly cautious, because, you know, there are people who've been all over and and they're fine. And that's wonderful. Uh, I just, um, you know, I've talked about it here before, I see worst case scenario. around every corner and so I've been a little reluctant I think um and so maybe I just need to find more ways to switch it up and ways you know to do little things that could be um sort of these some substitutes um I think you know one of the things I'm definitely uh missing is the fun (laughs) if you can say that, um, you know, in the beginning, everything was so fun. And I know we've talked about it here before, too. But, like, the memes. Where are all the fun memes? And, like, <laughs> the different things of people, you know, seeing what people are getting up to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I will say that I don't, I, I, I will, you know, just be 100% honest here. Uh, I don't have a lot to say as far as... Um, as far as how to get out of this, because I think it's a little tough, like when you're in, like kind of in the quicksand where I feel like I'm at right now. <laughs> All I can think of is like, just don't sink any lower. <laughs> I'm not even worried about like the getting out part yet. So it's hard for me to like see some of the opportunities. Um, and the ones I have, frankly, I have because you and I talked about this <laughs> before the show. Because um, I don't know. I was, I was, uh, I was much less um, upbeat, I guess, when we first started talking. So I think um, what I can say right now is just working on not not getting any more sick and tired, <laughs> if that's a thing. <laughs> well, I do think, and I think sometimes you just got to, every once in a while, you just got to sink to the bottom and then use the bottom as a way to kick back up. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. that works. But I have found like sometimes, like, like much like my... Um, and I'm always gaining and losing weight. I have um, the type of weight loss that is just, um, I call it Oprah-esque in that I just keep gaining and losing the same like 45 pounds and talking about it for mm-hmm. decades. Um, <laughs> so that's that's my deal. Um, although I think I'm, I've got it licked. But right now, all I'm doing is trying to not actively gain more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with that one. And it's coming, you know, now that it's frozen, it's like, okay, now it's going to work its way back. And I just, I feel like there's some things that can be done. Angry journaling works. Uh, There are things like rage rooms, but sometimes I don't even have the energy to go and drive to a rage room. Uh, Talking things over with your friends definitely works. I found my sister and I love dark humor. Dark humor has a tendency to help us at least cope with where we're at. Uh, There is... There are people who, when you're really down, they slogan at you as if that solves everything. Like, well, when I ever, I just think myself into a good mood and it's just, uh, yeah, that's not going to work right now for me. But, um, um, but I'm sick and tired of you too now. So thanks uh, <laughs> is where my brain goes to. But so when people are like sloganing at me when I'm not in the mood for it, I always remember um, 
telling my sister when she was really down and out, I was like, hey, do you know how people say that um, this too shall pass? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like not having it. I was like, yeah, well, this this has got to pass, right? Because remember when we were happy? That's gone. <laughs> she was just like, actually, I swear. I was like, that shot to Chisnet. Do you know what I mean? I swore now. And she just started laughing. She's like, yeah, that it is. I was like, yeah. So remember when we felt joy? That changed. The opposite has to be true. Um <laughs> Nothing ever stays. Um, And so I find like dark humor helps considerably. And I find uh, sometimes allowing myself to pick the lesser of two evils. It will Mm be, okay, you know what? I've been trying to eat right. I've been trying not to spend money. I've been trying not to, you know, insert whatever. And sometimes when I'm just sick of everything, um, and I don't recommend it going whole hog, but honestly, whatever you do to feel better, I'm, you know what I mean? Turn it around later. This isn't the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I found that me trying to improve myself so much, I've boxed myself in. And now I feel like everything I do is wrong. So why bother? And I, and it's like, no, sometimes eat the ice cream, buy the thing, get the, get the, coffee to go, you know, because now everybody villainizes the cup of, you know, the $5 latte that you get at work because mm-hmm. they're all like, uh, and honestly, I think I made a, may have 7-Eleven and latteed my way out of a down payment for a home with how much <laughs> I used to do that. So I see the logic in that, but, but there is, there is a space for, yeah, but you know what? Today's the day. Today I'm treating myself. Um, and, um, and then there's just the sometimes it just gets so bad it's it's kind of starts to become a game of oh what next (laughs) and um (laughs) it can be kind of funny like really is this Uh really is this what we got like the soda in my crotch was just like also i've had i've um i've gone to get a soda out of a machine that i've and the the soda came out with a hole in it the can there's no soda mm-hmm. in it. Like just mm-hmm. those kind of mm-hmm. things, which you're like, universe, thanks for just adding one more thing. Like, I didn't know you could do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I haven't met anybody else who's had the bottom fall out of a soda into their lap that much before. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to write me to, if you shared said experience. <laughs> By the way, I didn't even bother to go in and get another soda. I just had it. I went wet crotch to wherever it was we were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me <laughs> today um I told you like this morning I went and uh I did some grocery shopping and so I was like you know what today I'm gonna get a cupcake <laughs> I was doing the self-checkout and I just had like a total I don't know like one of those things where like you start to drop anyway I had the little cupcake in its little container and I went to like pick it up and scan it and it was like that juggle thing where you're like oh oh I got it I got it I got it I got it and then it just went all over the floor and I was like (sighs) and some lady was just like up in my business and kind of staring at me and I was just like son of a motherless goat um (laughs) All right. Well, this is, yeah, it's like, this is what, this is where I'm at. And I know, like, I get it, right? That is not the end of the world. Um, I've certainly had worse things happen, but I think it is that when you talk about dark humor, um, it's not necessarily dark, but it is that sort of sarcastic, like, I love that. Thank (laughs) you for that, by the way, universe. Brilliant. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that... There is a sort of, um, there's a little bit of like weird kind of gallows humor comfort in that. I don't yep. know. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, it's like one more thing just to, just, I don't know what's happening. Um, again, I recognize dropping a cupcakes, not the end of the world. Yeah, but. What I find amazing about it, just like a scoop of ice cream splatting on the sidewalk, it can feel so disheartening. Like amazingly, like I I I don't even get a cupcake. Like what is happening? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It feels like it is. Like the idea like I think one of the things that makes it really hard is we have this weird 
concept that we shouldn't feel anything. Like we were all Spock. And it's like, but if I can get happy over my iPad, like giddily so, I can be absolutely crushed by a, you know, a, a cupcake just sort of suiciding off the side of whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt when everything else is like just not, it just, it, it's a weird sort of cycle where you just start seeing, like, there'd be a time when you just take that in stride, like, oh, you know, but n- not when you're in it. When you're in it, you're like, yeah, and the cup, you know, and no cupcake for you or, mm-hmm. or just cupcake with all the frosting in the inside of the plastic. Enjoy. You know what I mean? Just like, I'm going to try and make this work. It sucks. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, instead of being the treat, it, it, it almost is like one calorie laden example of why things aren't working for me anymore. It's right. just like, and, and I think the problem is everybody's like getting on their own butt about it. it mm-hmm. Listen, you're where you're at and these things run in cycles. You go hot, you go cold. Sometimes you just go, meh. It, it, it happens. And I think fighting it, if you fight too hard against this quicksand, they always say that's how you get sucked in. I think there is something to be said for the, I mean, I will say the one thing about being really sick and tired of everything and everyone is you don't struggle against it as much. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my positive view. Yeah. Oh, this episode. <laughs> so good. You know, that's like my favorite, one of my favorite quotes from that fantastic show, Wonder Falls. It's like, oh, I love that show. When you say that, it makes me think of, oh, it's a lot like drowning that way. <laughs> just like, yeah, you're just going to like let it wash over you, I guess. Meh. That's fine. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That went kind of dark. Sorry, everybody. No, but I actually, I don't think there's anything to apologize for. I genuinely think that sometimes people are in a dark mood. And I do think dark humor can genuinely be, it's a tool that I lean into often. Mm -hmm. Because why not? Like, there's a certain freedom in not being, like, you don't, not having the energy to care too much. Mm -hmm. And, um. And frankly, it can really, you can turn that into an asset. I think there is, there is a positive aspect to that where it's just sort of like, it's, it's the, um, it's the moment in the movie where, uh, like, like in Groundhog Day where he realizes he's just going to live the same day over and over again. And he just takes a toaster and just goes straight into the, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying in a movie, like yeah. the characters just start doing wild things and it does give you a certain freedom to the, um. Like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am going to wear these holy sweatpants straight to the mailbox. Nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, the truth of the matter is, that's not hurting anybody. Like, why not just be where I'm at? Why not just go, I'm cutting my own hair. Um, <laughs> like, or whatever crazy <laughs> thing you want to do. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah, I could do this. I will say when I'm in this mood, though, I, I will give one thing of caution. Try to not make any life-altering decisions Mm -hmm. in this mood. So you don't want to sell your house. You don't want to get married. You don't want to just – it it works also for grief. Just any Mm -hmm. decision that cannot be undone, like don't sign any contracts. Don't – this is not the time for that. But if you want to – if you want to try out a new haircut, your hair is going to grow back. If you want to – I don't say – don't get a tattoo – you know what I mean? Like, don't do that. You don't want to commemorate this time in your thinking. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe <laughs> don't anything. Yeah, yeah. Nothing that can't grow, the whole can't grow over. Do you know what I mean? But if you want to eat a cupcake that may or may not have all its frosting due to circumstances, <laughs> go for it. If you want to <laughs> buy a coffee that you really should be saving that money for go for it like just meet yourself where you're at and and love yourself anyway yeah i appreciate that because i will tell you i've said several times this week uh don't you know if i've been kind of talking about things or just like i can't believe what's happening now i very much have acknowledged like i've actually told people don't worry i'm not making any big life decisions right now 
It's like, I know, I know, like, this is a, you got to write it out kind of situation. And I think it's great that you talked about Groundhog's Day because I was listening (laughs) to a podcast earlier this week and they were talking about that film and the, you know, the over and over nature of it. And, um, you know, one of the folks made the observation that the difference between the, um, his experience is how he chose to see it and how he chose to um, meet it. And I think, you know, that's really helpful. And if I can, you know, if I can try, what I'm trying to do now is throw a little bit of positive self-talk at myself (laughs) to say, I know that I'm overall a positive person. I know that these, like the situation I'm in right now, the mindset that I'm in right now, my being kind of tired of everything and everyone, I know that this just happens. I know that it's normal. I know that overall, again, I am a positive person that I've done a lot of work to have um, this mindset that allows me to weather these situations or to experience them and learn from them. And um, I know all of that. And I think, you know, using that positive self-talk, reminding myself of that, all of that is helpful so that, you know, as I come to the other side of this eventually, well, first of all, I will get to the other side of this. I know that. Um, And I think, you know, the another part of that positive self-talk is to say, uh, I actually do better overall when I do let myself experience times like these and then figure out what's going on, figuring out what I can do about it, accepting what I cannot. I think that's been a a part of it as well. And then just, and then just going forward from there. Absolutely. I do think, I think one of the interesting things about that movie or just in life in general is Everybody always wants to jump to the good part. They want to jump to the feeling awesome part. And in the movies, the person doesn't win the fight without training. They don't, he doesn't get to the part like Bill Murray in uh, Groundhog Day, doesn't get to the part where he starts learning how to play piano and making ice sculptures and helping everyone everywhere every day. It doesn't, that doesn't come first. What comes first is that sort of dark night of the soul. And it's really interesting because in movies, they always do it in a montage, right? The working mm-hmm. out in Rocky, it's always, you know, to try and keep people from, even in a movie, the hard work of working through the hard part mm-hmm. is not exciting. Even if you put Bill Murray, who's hilarious, into it. Do you know what I mean? Usually it's a series of quick cuts over and over and over again of just quick gags or just montage with a big Henry Mancini score behind it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With quick cuts and, you know, soaring music. But we don't live our lives in montage. So we actually have to sit there. One day it is the toaster. The other day it is us trying to (laughs) run up the hill and we don't make it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we actually have to do the hard work of working through where we're at. I do think positive self-talk can help. And I think, um, and I think what's really challenging about being in a low mood is what you need to do is exactly what you're tired of doing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing. And that's where I think like sarcastic, positive self-talk can really help. Like when we were doing it in the office, mm-hmm. we had 15 minutes where we were allowed to complain by the dumpster. And then we would say, um, and we, you know, we'd had it. Oh, what a, what exciting opportunity for me to, and I've got to say, when I started off with the, I am beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, okay, so this is what we're doing, huh? Sure. I'm beautiful. <laughs> uh, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. And I've been saying it. And I think and I'm going to keep doing it because I, I feel like there is like, um, I'm having a good week bloating wise. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not as fat faced as I normally am. So that might be able to make it a little easier. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, whatever it is, I have a lot of negative self-talk on top of my appearance. And 
I am going to just brainwash myself into um, believing something that is inherently true of all of us. Mm-hmm. We are all beautiful. But I do think sarcastic, positive self-talk can work. Sarcastic mm-hmm. humor, sarcastic <clears throat> affirmation, sarcastic anything. You don't have to believe in something for it to work. Mm. That's helpful. I did write myself a note to remember to talk about the sarcastic, <laughs> the sarcasm, because you're right, it can help it, you know, along with the, I don't know that sarcasm and dark humor are quite the same, but sometimes they feel the same. Um, but like with the sarcasm, I, uh, <laughs> so mine so, you know, I'm, um, so right now I just started a religious class, uh, and I'm enjoying it, but it's early days. And so I'm trying to, you know, like I'm working myself and getting, and getting into it. And, um, <laughs> my sarcasm was, I was like, okay, so who can I look to like as a role model for kind of like working through this kind of being tired of, you know, tired of everything and everyone. And I was like, well, I mean, how did Jesus do it? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that was, you know, that that had to be, that had to be kind of a lot, right? <laughs> and then I'm having this very, like, super weird, random, sarcastic kind of debate with myself in my head. And I'm like, well, even Jesus took himself away to the desert to kind of get away from it. <laughs> Is that how that goes? I don't know my Bible. I don't, I don't even have a Bible. So I wouldn't know. It sounds a little different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I I guess I don't, (laughs) I was trying to find this, a little bit of sarcasm with some humor to just say, it's fine. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. But I do think the, you know, where that also took me is looking to someone as potentially as a role model for how you can work through um, some of these times um particularly for me it is the you know finding someone who does anger and frustration well or like in a healthy way i feel like that's helped me a lot to um i have a couple of um people who i kind of look to and have tried to model i guess um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um, but I do think that there is something to, like, if you don't have a lot of experience with something, like checking out how somebody else does it. Absolutely. I do. I have found that, like, looking to someone who has a little bit of what I want going on has been a great way, like, somebody modeling the behavior that I'm striving for. And I do find that if I can if I can do something, just a little bit of something and give myself credit for that, like if I decide, Mm -hmm. okay, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to feel okay with not getting this done even. Mm. Uh, And I can just check that off the list. And for me, a lot of times my low mood stems from a frustration of not making the progress that I had hoped for at a particular point. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I found very inspiring is to look at other people who've had setbacks. I love, there's a book called Find a Way by Diana Nyad that my friend Chris recommended to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great book because she swam from Cuba to Florida. And she opens the book and it's the opening, so it's not a big spoiler. She opens the book with like diving off of Cuba and all the excitement and the, you know, this, all the crew that she had following her when she's going to swim and all this great things. And you know, most of the time when you're reading like a sports book, they open up with like them winning the Super Bowl or, you know, whatnot. This particular event ends with her getting stung to almost the point of death by box jellyfish and mm. failing. She just flat out opened with a, like a gut-wrenching failure. And it turns out that she failed at trying to do that a number on a number of occasions, like I think more than two. Like she failed to do it when she was in her 20s or something. And then she tried to do it again in like her late 50s or something. She was like, she was 50. And I think in Mm -hmm. her late 50s or possibly even early 60s when she finally got it. And the reason why she called it find a way is you want to find a way. And I found her particularly inspiring. 
because so many times when I read of people who've done tremendously amazing things, they have a story that I only relate to a little bit. Mm-hmm. With her, I related so strongly to reaching for something for myself and it not happening. That it made me almost afraid to hope. There's a point in the book where she's talking about deciding to take this challenge for herself that she set for herself on again. And she didn't tell anyone because she hadn't been in a pool. She, she tried out for the Olympic team and she didn't make it, but she swam her heart out and then she became a broadcaster. And then she decides she's going to try and long distance swim again in open water. And she just, she just starts all over again from scratch by swimming laps at the pool. And she can't even get as many laps as she used to. Mm-hmm. And she just slowly, but over time, she got more and more. And what I loved is she modeled for me the heroicism of incremental progress and to do something. And I think sometimes when you're really feeling it and you're sick and tired of everything, look for in your life where you feel like you're not making the progress that you want. And if that is the cause of it, um, look for an opportunity to put forth some small amount of effort, even if you don't feel it, even if it doesn't feel like it's changing anything in the immediacy of it, but to just move forward a little bit so that when the mood lifts, you're a little bit farther and you can feel proud of yourself for doing what you can. Thank you. That is really, I mean, that is so, so helpful. I think that is one of the things that, well, I mean, baby steps a little bit, doesn't have to be a ton. That's one of, I feel like probably my life lessons that I have to remember. Um, but just to, just that idea that it it's going to, just something small is enough. Um, and if you can't do, if, if there isn't, if you can't even take a step uh, one day that that's okay too. I think um, I have appreciated the opportunity today to talk through this and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it hasn't been too uh, challenging, I guess, for those that are listening or too much of a negative, but it, it has helped to just talk through, you know, what do you do when you're just kind of at the end of your rope or at the end of um, what feels like your well of perseverance, uh, resilience, uh, skills. Um, I guess one of the things you could definitely do is talk about it and hopefully, um, hopefully talking about it here today and talking through the different things that you can do to work through it has been, um, helpful for others because I know that it's definitely been helpful for me. So thank you. Yes, I totally, I actually, I, I hope that a lot of people get something positive out of this podcast because I do think the hope behind acknowledging that sometimes we're just sick and tired of everyone and everything <laughs> and that, that is a perfectly okay place to be because the hope is if we can feel that feeling and allow ourselves to be okay where we're at, um, we can move through it a little bit faster and with a lot less guilt and a lot less shame, which only Mm -hmm. makes it harder to feel the love that we should have for ourselves as much as we can in any moment, let's just say. Um, And what can get in the way is that shame. It could be a worry of bringing other people down. It could be almost being too tired to even figure out what you're tired about. But Mm -hmm. the way to get through it is talk about it. Feel your feelings anyway. Sometimes dark humor can help. Being okay with where you're at, journaling, loving yourself anyway, using positive self-talk, even if you have to do so sarcastically. (laughs) Look for a place that you may be able to make some incremental progress. Look for something in your life that you are energized from, something to look forward to, and maybe plan that. And accepting, uh, well, I think that's all I have on here. Maybe, I guess some people say sunlight and exercise sometimes help. Uh, and of course you always say breathing. So I'll put that on there, even though, uh, despite the fact that I breathe 24 seven, I rarely want to do that one. I have no idea what that's all about. Um, 
<laughs> Before I kick into this week's mission, is there anything else you wanted to add? Just, I want to say, if you're feeling sick and tired of everything and everyone, or even just like a little bit, just don't feel bad about it. It happens and it's not going to last. And I hope that, um, yeah, just, just don't feel bad about it. Absolutely. This too shall pass. Remember the happiness you had? Ta-da! <laughs> just like that. So this week's mission is to ask yourself, what is it? What is it? What, what specifically or what in general of is the everything and everyone that you're tired of? And uh, use one of the tools that we discussed in this episode or one of your own to try and see if maybe that can help you. But no matter where you are, love where you're at, it happens to all of us. And we'd love to hear from you, your questions and perspectives on the topics we've discussed. You can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please subscribe and take a moment to rate the podcast because it helps more people to find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. We'll talk soon.